Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural with Radical Change Ministries. Amen. You may take your seats. Good morning, everybody. Morning to the online viewers. Thank you for joining in. And uh, we really pray and believe this morning that this word this morning will touch you this morning. It will mean something to you this morning. Amen. A word from God that he, that he gives to us must have a meaning. Right? It's not just a word that, that's in the air or somewhere. If it will touch you, it will touch you. If it has meaning to you, it will have meaning to you. But you have to accept the word of God. Amen? You have to take the word of God this morning. So thank you, Lord, for your word that you've put on my heart. And I want to speak to you about the windows of opportunity. Windows or a window of opportunity. We've all come in front of situations where there's an opportunity to do something. There's an opportunity to go somewhere, right? But do we always seize that opportunity? Do we always notice and realize, but here's a window of opportunity in front of us. You know? So I'm going to go to the Word and illustrate to you a few examples where someone did not seize his opportunity and where someone did seize his opportunity in the Word of God. Amen? And that happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. Sometimes we, we, we seize an opportunity and it's not such a good time for it, right? So the timing also has to be right. Agree? So there's a place and a time. Now let's quickly read through 2 Kings 13, verse 17 in the Amplified Classic Translation. And he said, Open the window to the east. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the Lord's arrow of victory. The arrow of victory over Syria. For you shall smite the Syrians in Aphek till you have destroyed them. So here Elisha is telling the king to shoot his arrow. Um, let's go to Malachi 3.10. Remember the windows the window of opportunity. Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of the income into the storehouse that there may be food in the house and prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing, that there shall be room enough to receive it. Let's go to Daniel 6.10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He got down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. So we can see just a few, just three scriptures of where these windows, um, they, they were physical windows. But there's also our spiritual windows. There's, there's windows of opportunity that comes our way. Right? What does a window mean? A window means 
when you open up a window, light comes in. Air comes in. A window is also an illustration of something that's transparent or clear that you can see through. But a window also means there's an interval in time. There's a place in time when something must happen. Right? It's a time when conditions for the opportunity exists. This is now the time. This is the window. Decide. Here it is. It's in front of you. And how often times we miss it sometimes. Right? But how many times we grab it. So this word this morning is an encouraging word this morning. To listen to the word of God. When there's an opportunity, grab it. If it's yours, if it's meant for you. What does the word opportunity mean? Opportunity means it's a good chance for advancement or progress. To move forward, right? It's a situation which one may seize to benefit yourself. Why? Because it's a blessing of the Lord. Amen? Say amen. There's a change. There's an opening. That's, that's opportunity. Now, what do we do sometimes as people? We kill time. We sometimes kill time. You know, there's a saying that says, you know, I'm just killing time. I'm just sitting and waiting, waiting for what? I don't know what. I'm just waiting. I'm just sitting here. We're wasting time. We are wise stewards. You know, we, we always say this. We are wise stewards of money and we teach investments of money. We teach our children to use their minds and their talents. But somehow we live like we have forever. No, tomorrow is another day and, and tomorrow is another day. Especially the people in the Western Cape. <laughs> they are very relaxed, right? People in Gauteng, uh, they go, 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 go. They're chasing the money. People in the Western Cape, they have a more relaxed life. That's why they say, they reckon that people in the Western Cape live longer because they have more relaxed lives. But that's another topic. But we live like we have forever. And all we have is time. All we have sometimes is opportunities. And our time here on earth is so short it is so short in comparison with eternity in heaven, eternity with Christ, with God. It's a short period of time. So what do we need to do? We need to do, we need to take the time right now. Now is the time to take time, to take opportunity. Amen? Time is that wherein there is opportunity. Time is the most valuable thing we spend. You know, we all work, we all have works. Where do we spend our time? Show me where you spend your time and I'll show you what you love. Show me where you spend your time. And I'll show you, where you what you love. And that's a lesson to us all. 
it's a lesson to us all. We only have time on this earth. And time is flying by. And whatever's in the past is in the past. It's gone. You cannot retrieve it. You cannot call it back. Amen? Amen? So let me explain to you quickly. 2 Kings 13. Verse 14. Um, now Elisha had become sick with illness by which he would die. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him. The king went to the prophet. Do you see the honor? And he wept over him and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. Verse 15. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and arrows. So he took a bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. And he put his hands on the bow. And Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Elisha was like anointing his hands. Elisha, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. As he took the bow, Elisha, the prophet, like blessed and anointed the king. And here comes the opportunity for Joash, the king. Verse 17, and he said, Elisha said, open the window to the east. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot, and he shot. And Elisha said, the Lord's arrow, the Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, that's Syria, for you will strike the Arameans in Aphek until they ha you have destroyed them. So he says, as you're shooting it, you will destroy the Syrians of the east. That is your victory. And now in the same way, we have this opportunity to, to stand in victory over your circumstances. The same way you have the opportunity to stand in victory over your environment, over your relationship. We have the chance, we have the, we have the opportunity there. We have it. It's there. God puts it there. This is the opportunity of deliverance. It's our opportunity of deliverance from sin, from addictions, from afflictions that's holding you back from temptations. Amen? That window of opportunity is there. Verse 18. Then Elijah said, take the arrows, and the king took them, and Elijah said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. Man, the prophets have some strange words sometimes. Right? When a prophet speaks a strange word that you don't understand at that time, don't chuck it out. Just do it. <laughs> because when a true prophet, I emphasize true prophet of God, gives you a word, it's a word from God. Amen? 
That's why we have to have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. When someone prophesies over us or tells us something that God says to them, we have to test that word. We have to know the fruit of that prophet. We have to know God's word as well to test the word. Amen? Hallelujah. He says, struck the ground. I think the king was thinking, what? I just shot the arrow to the east. Now I must take my, my arrows and, and strike the ground. What, what, what is this? And he struck it three times and stopped. We don't know why he stopped. I take it, if I could put this to you, that he did it half-heartedly. We didn't know why he only struck it three times. The young king half-heartedly took the arrows and he hit the ground three times and he stopped. Was it, was it, I don't know. So in verse 19, so the man of God was angry with him. Wow. And said, you should have struck five or six times. <laughs> then you would have struck down Aram the Syrians, until you had destroyed it. But now you shall strike Adam only three times. So I don't know. I see this picture of, you know, when, when, when Elisha tells the king, strike the ground, it goes, okay, okay, one, two, three, okay, okay, done. It's like sort of half-heartedly. Where's the passion? Where's the passion? When the prophet tells you, strike the ground, he didn't tell him to strike the ground three times, he says, strike the ground. So if he was full of heart, he would have gone, Dah, I'm gonna hit them. With conviction. Seize opportunity. Amen. This is a lesson for us. This opportunity. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, okay, I'll go. Let's see what happens. Right? There has to be zeal when God opens up an opportunity or a window to seize it. We have to have that zeal. We have to know, but this is from God. This is exciting. Amen? Hallelujah. So here we can see the, this king he only beat the, the Syrians three times. Although he beat the Syrians three times, he could have destroyed them permanently. So he would have still had victory for three times. But God had the, God's plan was for the Syrians to be destroyed in totality. To go over in total victory. Amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. Now here comes Daniel. And Daniel comes to the window of opportunity and he seizes it by faithfulness in prayer. Let's look at Daniel. Daniel 16. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, you know, there was a decree that went to the king by his 
counselors to lock up people who prays to that gods more than three days. Um, it's verses 8 and 10 in, in, in Daniel 6. So now when Daniel knew that the writing, the decree was signed by the, by the king, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. His windows was already open. He got down upon his knees three times a day and he prayed and gave thanks before his God as he'd done previously. Right? It was King Darius who made the decree. But King Darius listened to his counselors and he shouldn't have. I'll explain to you later. But here was Daniel in this place, God forsaken place, and he still prayed to his God. So it doesn't matter where you are and where I am, we always have to praise God. It doesn't matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, or sickness, or illness, or, or trouble, because there's only one God we pray to, and that's God Elohim Adonai. God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. Amen? No other gods. Money is not our God. Your wife or your husband is not your God. Your children is not your God. Amen? And I want to put this to you. We need more than observation when opportunity comes and knocks. We need more than just sit there and look at the opportunities. We have to seize the opportunities. Right? With wisdom. And we know how we get wisdom. By praying and asking God, asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom in situations. Amen? God, if this is really an open window of opportunity from you, show it to me. Reveal it to me. Come Holy Spirit, I need your help. Amen? Sit in the council of the wise. No, life is short. And opportunities are momentary. Opportunities are, there's a, there's a lot of opportunities, but they're not continuous all the time. They come in stages of your life. They come in certain times. You know, and death is sure. We're all going to die. Sin is a curse, but grace is the cure. Grace is a cure for all our, all our stuff, all our things we go through, the grace of God. Amen? You know, Daniel and Sadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they all had to learn a great lesson. The songs of God can be sung anywhere. You can praise God anywhere. Amen? You know, when Daniel's friends and foes plot against him, the window still stayed open. It was his sanctuary, it was his place of living, his windows of opportunity, his windows was always open. He always prayed to God. 
don't, we mustn't let it go. Time is, the, time is of the essence. You know, Daniel may have lived in the limits of Babylon. But Daniel's heart has, was never trapped in that place. He, he lived in a sinful place. But his heart was never trapped there. His heart was, was, was with God. That is where, where his heart was. And we, we knew that he was blessed. Daniel's visions, his dreams, his heart was refocused because Daniel knew the window, the open window. You know, Daniel, he might have been in Babylon, but Babylon was never in him. Where's our hearts? Where's our hearts? You know, Daniel was a man of power and wisdom. Right? He had often been sought out by the powers to be, by the kings. But the open window was an acknowledgement that there was a power greater than Daniel himself. As it is in heaven, Lord, so it shall be on earth. As it is in heaven, so it shall be on earth. Hallelujah. Now let, let me read to you Daniel 6 from verse 25 to 28. Then Darius, the king, wrote to all the peoples, nations, and speakers of every language who were living in all the land, may peace abound to you. I issue a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom, men are to reverently fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. You see the turnaround of Darius here, the king. He saw this Daniel who was worshiping his king. And King Darius realized this is a God to be worshiped. Daniel's God. Not all our gods that all our people is worshiping. Because Daniel was setting that example. Doesn't matter where you were. In what place he was, he was setting that example before kings, before people. And here comes King Darius and he decrees. And we know what the king says is law, right? If the king speaks, he speaks. And it's decreed. Verse 26 again, I issue a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom, men are to reverently fear and tremble before God and Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring and steadfast forever. This is the words of Darius, the king of Babylon. Hey? And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. God's kingdom will not be destroyed. He's speaking about God here. The God of Daniel. And his dominion will be forever. You see how one man, Daniel, illustrated a dominion to Darius, the king of a dominion. <laughs> 
of a domain. And all Daniel did is he had his windows open. He prayed three times a day. That was what he had to do. Always had his his windows open. Verse 27. He rescues and saves and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. This is Darius saying this about God Almighty. He rescues, amen. He saves. He performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. That is what Darius is declaring over God. Daniel's God, our God, the same God, the same God, amen? The same Father, the same Father. And he declares this over him. He rescues, God rescues, he saves. He performs signs and wonders and miracles. He who has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. This is what Darius says here. He, God, who has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions in the lion's den. Verse 28. So this man, Daniel, prospered and enjoyed success in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. The Persian. Daniel prospered and enjoyed success because he stood fast to what he believes in. Amen? He stood fast. How strong is our faith? I want to put this question to you. How strong is your faith? How strong is my faith? Where is our faith level? It doesn't matter where we are. We believe in one God. Amen? Hallelujah. The question is, we ask, where is the God of Daniel? You know, in, in this world where stuff happens, we, we often ask, where is God in that? Where is God in that? The question was, We ask, where is the God of Daniel? It's the wrong question to ask. We should ask, where are the Daniels of God? Where are the Daniels of God? We are sometimes very slack in our our belief system or in our Christianity walk. We say we're Christians, we believe in God. But where is our faith? Amen? Where is our faith, really? Is it in men? Is it in a worldly system? Is it in a bank's loan? Is it, or is it in God? I don't have anything about loans. I had loans plenty before. Loan is not the evil thing. It's how you manage it. If it, has be, if it becomes power over you, then it's evil. 
When there's a loan on a loan on a loan, I'm, I'm speaking about finances now a little bit here. Because people might think loans are evil. Sometimes we have to borrow money from someone. Sometimes I have to borrow from my, from my wife or she from me. Or I, we have to borrow money to our children to help them. But there's a principle in place. It gets paid back. It gets paid back. Amen? So we have to teach our children as well. It gets paid back. But thank God we can get to a place where we don't have to loan or borrow. Amen? We can live in prosperity and success like Daniel because he was devoted to God. So you see how this windows of opportunity between the two men, Johash the king and Daniel, where Daniel just, he's stuck with it. He's stuck with God all the time. He's stuck with him. Why? Because he believed in God. Because he knew God is only good, gracious, merciful. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. As we close our eyes, Father, I pray this morning that we will just we will see and notice the, the windows of opportunity before us that is from you. Lord, and help us not to waste time over, over decision making and let us use your wisdom and ask for your wisdom and sit in the council of the wise and seize our opportunities that you put in front of us. Yes, Lord, we know that the devil also wants to sometimes come and trick us and trip us. But Holy Spirit, you are the one inside of us to make known to us and let us see what the devil is trying to do and what God is trying to do. And let us just be God's people. Seize opportunities that God is putting in front of us and recognize what the devil is trying to do and rebuke him and, and chase him away. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray this morning that we are not after the praises of men <laughs> and the accolades of people, but we are after your praises. We are after your grace. We are after your mercy. We are after your love that you have given to us so freely, freely. Father, I pray for every person listening to my voice that they will sit in the council of the wise. They will pray unto you, unto God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and Jesse and us sitting here to show us opportunities. Lord, and I pray this morning that we will spend our time wisely. We will not waste time because time is of the essence.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And everybody says, Amen. Before we go offline, I just want to, uh, are we still online? Good. Um, I just feel the Lord is speaking to people who is falling ill and who are, are, are being attacked in their bodies in Jesus' name. That attack will stop right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The lungs will be filled with the Ruach breath of God. Ruach! The Ruach breath of God. Ruach, the breath of God. Like the lion is roaring, God is saying, the Ruach, say Ruach. 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 The Ruach, breath of God, in Jesus' name, that you will be healed, you will get out of your bed, you will get up in Jesus' name. The breath of God is filling your lungs right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that I can plead over all of us right now. That the blood of Jesus runs from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. Like the anointing oil is running right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blood. It's running through us right now. Your DNA in us and through us. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that we can take this time and this window of opportunity to pray for each other. Thank you, Lord, that as I see you too at the back there with your nice jackets, that the Lord will make a way where there seems to be no way. The Lord will make a way where there seems, for you and me, for you, there seems no way. But for the Lord, there is a way. It's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity, it's a way that the Lord will open up for you in Jesus' name. Don't, don't look at, oh no Lord, there's too many open doors, closed, there's too many closed doors, Lord. Thank you, Father. That you'll make a way where there seems, 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 seems. The enemy wants, sometimes wants to come and try and blind us. Seems. Thank you, Father, that you open our eyes so that we can see clearly. We can open our eyes, open our windows. There it comes. Our eyes are the windows of our souls. Thank you, Father, that we don't waste time. Yes, Lord, I know you are telling me this right now. Yes, it's time to rest. I'm not saying keep busy 24 hours a day. There's time to rest, time to pray. We know in Ecclesiastes there's time for everything, time to, time to cry, time to laugh. There's time for everything. Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I want to I wanna pray that that there'll be a, a, a new bond in relationships, in marriages. Or that there'll be a, a new mold or in a bonding that will happen in marriages, Lord. That we will not get used to each other. 
that we will find the time that is precious for each other. Because time is of the essence. We don't know what the day of tomorrow might bring. We don't know. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come right now and you bring a new love for our spouses and relationships and that there'll be a restoration in, in, in relationships, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for a divine intimacy, a divine intimacy in marriages, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yes, Santa Macambra, Santa Mahombro, Santa Condresce de Gibri. Thank you, Jesus, that your anointing just comes and flows in this place. That your anointing, you just fill this atmosphere, Lord. Let your anointing flow. Let your glory come, Father. As it is in heaven, so it shall be on earth. Right now, Jesus. Thank you, Father. That you pour out a fresh oil on us right now. A fresh oil. You baptize us afresh with your water right now, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Baptize us afresh right now. A fresh outpouring of your oil. That we will become new, revived, refreshed, dynamic in our thinking. In Jesus' name. 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 Lord, and I, I thank you that every addiction is falling off and breaking off right now. Every chain of bondage is breaking off right now. As the oil is flowing through our bodies, is flowing through this place, is flowing through the airways, that every addiction, every bondage, every bloodline curse is broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus right now. Thank you, Father. And for those who have to make decisions, make them quick and turn around 180 degrees. Turn away from that sin. Turn away from that temptations. Turn away from that, from that stuff that the devil wants to trick you with. The grass is not greener on the other side. Just water this side's grass. The Lord is showing me right now. Thank you, Father. The grass is not greener on the other side. Just water the grass that's on this side where you are standing. Water it. You will see it will be greener than the other side. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak revival over us in Jesus' name. Revival in Jesus' name. Be revived in Jesus' name. I'm speaking to myself. I'm not only preaching to you, I'm speaking to myself. Be revived, this body. Be revived, body, in Jesus' name. Be revived, mind. Be revived, heart. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. People, we have so much to be grateful for. I'm telling you, we are missing stuff that we are supposed to be grateful for. I'm telling you. The Lord told me in the week, we are missing stuff that we are supposed to be grateful for. We don't say thank you. We don't say please. We don't appreciate. Right? We take stuff for granted. We, we, we say, ah, it's supposed to be, like, it's supposed to come to me. It's supposed to be. Nothing is supposed to be. Amen? Hallelujah. We have to be grateful for the stuff and the people that we have around us. Grateful. Because the time is like this. You know, when we're young, you think you have the time in the world. You're going to live forever. But as you go older, like us, you realize that da, 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 the time is getting shorter. And even if you see your parents being very old in the 80s, then you really, really, really realize the time is short. Right? Thank you, Father, for this morning. Lord, I seal this word off with your blood that your word will resonate in us and in our minds and in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give it Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more. 